Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm taking your calls and talking sex and relationships. Topics include the good old lust versus love debate and knowing how to tell the difference. Why having orgasms before bedtime might just change your life. My top anal sex tips to commemorate the fastest growing sex trend in the last 20 years. Kegel exercises and your penis, a winning combination. Going deeper with tantric sex. And once and for all, the one number you should never share with your partner. All this and more. Thanks for listening. You often ask me about new ways to connect with your partner and keep things super hot. Well, I've got the solution that will add adventure to your sex life in all the right ways. The Jive from WeVibe is the perfect way to experience discreet pleasure that you can wear alone or have a partner control. It's an insertable vibe that allows you to feel pleasure wherever and whenever. And when you pair it with the WeConnect app on your phone, you can cycle through the Jive's 10 vibration patterns. Wear it on your date night or running errands. Hey, there's no rules. It's also fun to build custom vibes so you experience different sensations or hand control over to your partner and let them surprise you, whether they're across the table or across the country. And because it's from WeVibe, you know this thing is packing the power. To get your jive, visit sexwithemily.com slash WeVibe. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash WeVibe today. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex relationships and everything in between. For more information, check out everything on our website. Every day we're posting stuff for you guys to have a better life, better sex, better relationships. Our recent episodes have been killer, if I do say so myself. We released two a week. Hopefully you're subscribed. You guys know that's the easiest way to just make sure you get those podcasts when they come out. You guys loved the G-Spot GPS podcast. As you know, we get lots of emails a year, but I would say this year almost topped it. We're getting so many more from women and men are like, where's a G-Spot? How can I find it? So we really covered in the show and um, we got into the details. Now, it doesn't mean if you can't find it, you're not interested. That's cool. But hey, it's worth a venture. It's worth a gander in there to find that G-Spot. I didn't find it just naturally riding a bike like some women or the first time I had sex. I had to work for it. I found it. Life is good. Also, follow me um, everywhere. It's at Sex with Emily, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, all of that stuff. And here's why you're really going to want to follow me because we have a really fun contest that we're doing and we we deliver in these contests. We give you prizes, we give you toys, we give you lube, and then you email me and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this toy changed my life. And, um, and actually, this contest is actually going to be very useful for you. So let me tell you about this one. This contest, how to be a better lover going into 2018. This is actually going to to help you kind of reframe your sex life and kind of think about where you're at right now. So take stock. Where are you at right now with your sex life? I don't care if you're single or you're in a relationship, but how did it look the last year? Were you getting your needs met? Were you having the kind of sex you wanted to have with the people you wanted to spend time with? Were the things you wanted to try, but you didn't ask for? Or is there something kind of piquing your interest? You've been, uh, you know, kind of 
reading a lot more about bondage lately or checking out some porn that you think would be fun to watch with your partner about a certain topic or a book. I don't know, whatever it is, just think about it. Think about your sex life, how you feel about it. And then think in a year from now, what would I like to be experiencing? Like how great would it be if a year from now, my partner and I were having more foreplay or I did actually find my G spot or I was having multiple orgasms or we were role playing. I don't know what it's going to be for you. But if you actually write this down to me in a pledge, you're going to email me and you, and you tell me what, you know, what you're going to pledge. There's so much power in just writing down and taking a moment to like really, really think about it. Like, what do you want to change? Because the thing about sex is, you know, a lot of things in life kind of get better on your own. You kind of figure it out. And people kind of believe that about sex. They think, well, it's not great now, but we'll get back to it. Mm -mm. Guess what? Sex left on the back burner for too long is just going to burn. It really is. It's going to disintegrate and you're going to go back and try to have great sex. And sometimes it's just really hard. Sex is not one of those things that gets better on the, oh, it takes effort. But it's so rewarding, you guys, because you can actually spend the time now, I'm giving you this opportunity to think about it and then see the results over the year. And if you're having better sex and with your partner or by yourself or with new partners, how much better is that going to be at the end of next year? And how good will it feel? So maybe this, I thought about some things that you might, if you're thinking like, I don't know, I don't know what I want. Because sometimes it's hard. I think sometimes figuring out what we want can be challenging. So, you know, maybe you just want to break out of your routine or you want to make the communication stronger. Maybe you want to cuddle more. I think that we underestimate the importance of touch. We kind of think, well, when we touch it, it's going to mean that we have to have sex. No, intimacy is about cuddling and touching and holding hands. And it releases oxytocin, which reduces stress, the number one killer of our sex drive. So what if you just needed a few more cuddles and a few more touches and you wanted to have more sex? Buy some new lingerie or sexy things that you feel good about. Not because your partner bought it, but what makes you feel the sexiest? Maybe you want to stay in bed a little longer. You know, couples who spend more time being affectionate after sex, not just getting up and brushing their teeth, feel more satisfied in their sex lives overall. According to a study at the Archives of Sexual Behavior, and they know, they study this stuff. We become so focused on like orgasms and just having it done and like the goal of sex that we forget that there's all these really beautiful things that make up the entire sexual experience foreplay, touching, kissing, all this stuff. So maybe stay there a few minutes longer. Also masturbate more. You guys, everybody, we just need to. You're in a relationship or not. It's how we keep our sexual juices flowing. How we get excited for sex is when we're thinking about sex and when we're actually masturbating and in touch with our bodies. I hear from a lot of people, you get burnt out with dating. I've been there. I'm like, oh my God, really? I do not want to sit and tell my story to one more person. I'm exhausted. You know what that means? You should probably take three months off from dating. Just say, you know what? I'm not going to date for a few months and I'm going to work on myself. I'm not going to have sex. I'm not going to focus on finding a partner, but I'm going to work on connecting with my friends, my family, doing more at work, whatever that is, it's going to make you feel like you're in a different place and in a better elevated state. And then you go back to dating. Final idea. And again, these are my suggestions. I wouldn't come up with your own is fine, but think about it. What if you brought foreplay back? For a lot of couples, it's the first thing that goes. And you know, studies have shown again, men and women want 20 minutes each of foreplay. And I'm not saying every single time, but for a lot of people, they don't even do the foreplay. They just skip right to the sex. And so again, this would be a great way to kind of incorporate more of that touching and those feel good hormones and all that stuff that will help you connect more with your partner. Okay, so all that said, send me an email to feedback at sexwithemily.com with the title Better Lover 2018 and share your pledge with me for 2018. We're going to get you sexy prizes and um, the contest will be open through Sunday, January 14th, 2018. And I'll pick four winners and you're going to win some killer sexy prize packs. 
Okay, guys, today's show is caller show. We're going to be taking your calls in a little bit. But first, I just want to share some sex in the news and some tips that have been going down lately, okay? So if uh, if you've heard the, the great news, uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are engaged. So this is another fun worldwide distraction. I think it's great if you're into it. The royals, they look really happy. My congratulations to them. Here's my concern about it, though, you guys. I don't want to put a damper on the whole royal parade here. But in his first interview, Prince Harry said these words. He knew she was the one the first time they met. And I just thought, oh, my God, all these women, all these men are like, well, love at first sight. That's what I'm going to look for. I'm going to just, if I don't know it with somebody right away, that's it. This exists. And literally, it's like a princess fairy tale. And I think that's sweet and lovely, but it is really not based in reality at all. And I've always said this, it's lust at first sight, but let's not call it love. Okay, but not to worry because lust, you know, could actually be a precursor to love. And uh, there's a study to back me up here. Love at first sight probably isn't a real thing and here's why. They did a study with a bunch of people asking them their feelings of attraction to strangers. They asked them about love and intimacy and passion and commitment. And then they had a mark like, oh, I'm experiencing love at first sight. Well, it turns out they did this study and people who declared they felt love at first sight with like someone they saw a picture of or they met briefly, it wasn't reciprocated at all. And it turns out that what we're feeling and they say in the study is that it had nothing to do with love at first sight, but it was lust at first sight. We had an attraction to this person. We thought, oh, they're really attractive. I would have sex with them. You know, all this love at first sight stuff, the study shows that it does not resemble passionate love or love at all. It's just lust. So don't lose hope of finding that person because it's not wham, bam. You knew it right away, just like Prince Harry. But let's say you're already in love. So you're in love and you're every night you're going to bed with your partner. What I've been hearing lately from like literally everybody is they can't sleep. There's so many more sleep issues. I feel like we're, we are a nation obsessed with sleep right now. You know, Ariana Huffington did a great book that came out, I think, last year about sleep. And everyone's just like, you got to sleep. And it's true, you guys. I think that it really is true that if you get enough sleep, you're much more high functioning. And the reason why we are not sleeping is a lot of it has to do with you know, overexposure to our electronics, we bring them into the bedroom, we're watching the tablets, we don't, we're drinking too much caffeine, we have too much anxiety and stress. There's a lot of reasons, but there is a study that says sex before bedtime is the secret for better night sleep, but only if it hits the G spot or any spot. The research found that two thirds of people slept better after having sex, but only if it involved an orgasm for both parties, which, hey, let's be honest, it always should. 64% of people said they slept better when sex was with a partner and involved orgasms for all. So you guys, this is great evidence here. Strong evidence that you should uh, substitute that screen time for some more playtime and some more sex time. And another study done said that a combination of sex and a good night's sleep had the biggest impact on well-being and also followed up to say better sleep is the biggest single contributor to living better. And those who describe themselves as happy were also more likely to be satisfied with their sex lives and vice versa. So yeah, you guys turn off the TVs, leave the phones outside the room and turn each other on. And speaking of turning each other on, okay, um, finally, sex habits of young people have changed over the past 20 years, study shows. I declared when I started my show in 2005 that anal was the new blowjob. This was 12, almost 13 years ago now. I was like, 
I don't remember hearing about anal sex that much. I'm not saying people weren't having anal sex, but I don't think that they were having as much as they are now. They weren't even as interested in it because they didn't know it was on the table. Like, do people really have anal sex all the time? I mean, obviously we know there's an anus and there's an option. I think with the rise of porn, we're seeing a lot more anal happening. I think people are like, well, I'm going to get on the anal train. The study found that people aged 16 to 24 who have had vaginal oral and anal sex has risen dramatically in the past two decades. And in 91, 1991, one in 10 people said they tried anal sex. And 10 years later, it's like six out of 10 people. So we're having more anal. But again, you guys, with new health habits also comes health risks. And it's the job of all of us educators to keep you informed on how to have, you know, safe and satisfying anal sex. So I just thought I'd leave you here before I get into some calls with a few of my favorite anal tips. Number one. Anal sex is not something you do because you want to keep your V card, okay? So if you're like, oh, but I don't want to have a penis in my vagina, vice versa, let's just have anal, no. You should definitely enter the front door before the back door. That is not an excuse. And you don't have as much experience at that point to be having anal sex. So I, I'm i just assuming it's risen a lot between young people and I hear these stories that you do that instead. So just don't do that. My final tips are really, you guys, go slow. Go slow when you're actually doing it, but go slow exploring into anal territory. You don't need to rush right into anal sex. You can start with taking a finger and gently put some little lube on it and gently rubbing it over um, your partner's anus with your fingers. The nerve endings outside of the anus feel really good to touch. So you can just see if that's something that feels good to you. You can use fingers, go slow, use butt plugs. You don't have to rush right into it because anal sex can be really intimidating. So take baby steps into the backyard, use lots of lube, go slow and breathe. Okay, guys, there's your uh, sex news and um, some helpful tips to bring you into the new year. And let's get into your calls now, everyone. I'm excited. If you have a question you want me to answer on the show, that's amazing. We made it really easy to ask a question. Just choose the option that's easiest for you. Text me your question. Text Ask Emily all one word to 797979. Or you can submit a question from the sexwithemily.com website via the Ask Emily tab. And as always, I love it when you include information that helps me answer your question best, your gender, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. And also check the box that you'd like to be called and we'll call you on a future caller show. Scott and Denise in their late 40s from Alabama, they're married and they want to connect on a deeper level, not just a wild sex level. Hello, Scott and Denise. I love having a couple here we can talk to. It's fun. Tell me what's going on. Well, fantastic. Well, We've done pretty much everything sexually that you can possibly think of as a couple. And we're really looking for Denise to have more orgasms, more frequent, because right now the only way she can have those orgasms is because we're in an open marriage. When I tell her of when I go out and sleep with somebody else and surprise her with that while she's having sex with me. Mm. Okay. Then she has... And then she has the types of orgasms, like like John has explained, the fuck me to God orgasms. Denise, you got fucked to God? Yes. <sighs> That's amazing. But only but only when I tell her about other women I've slept with. Okay. Wow. Okay, because your fantasy, because you're in your head and you're like, wow, that's really hot. Is that what it is, Denise? Tell me about what's going on there. Because a lot of women might be listening going, that wouldn't turn me on at all, which... I understand, and I hear this from men a lot, too. They want to hear about their partner's past sexual exploits. So tell me about it for you, Denise. I don't know. I just I find it just really, really attractive that women, other women find him so attractive. And 
they find him so attractive they can't resist him but i know he's in love with me right. and he's mine and i and i'm special but i i'm not jealous in any way i love him getting the attention right okay so that's how you're having great orgasms so i'm wondering if you guys want to cuz that's really in your head like during sex it's hot he tells you a story then it gets and you're hearing the words and that's really sexy so if you guys want to have more deeper like intimate like you said you listen to the john wyland stuff like and you know exploring tantra and exploring a deeper connection where you sit and you look into each other's eyes and you build your erotic energy together through breath Denise, that still might turn you on always. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, that's actually amazing that you, so many people are just like, I wish I knew what turned me on. Like, what could he say? So that's great. But for this next level, I think that you're going to find some more texture to this and some more things that could turn you on. And it might just be that deeper connection of looking to each other's eyes, regulating each other's breath, running energy that you'll start to feel each other's energy, if you will, in each other's bodies that you'll be, you could learn to have full body orgasms. Um, there's just a lot more available to you that would be, separate yeah, different we want to explore because i don't i don't necessarily want him out there at risk um, right i uh, think there's so many risks on so many different levels you know socially uh physically um you know that i our family of course this mm-hmm. is a very very private mm-hmm. thing that we do so yeah while we're of open, course it's, it's extremely yep. private I think it could be really exciting to find um, to find other ways to get there. And so I think that if you guys are interested in Tantra, like it, it's speaking to you, then you could probably find some people to, to teach it to you. I think that you guys could still role play this too. So I think role playing can be really hot. So instead of actually having... Scott go out and sleep with these women if he if he you guys dress up in a part and like create stories together maybe like I know that you know that it's actually not real but it's kind of creating scenarios together do you know what I'm saying like are there other things that you guys could do that would be along that vein that you guys could play together or role play we've done all kinds of things okay you guys have done it all it sounds like you're like we just want yeah okay and um uh, I'm an intellectual, and so I I know when he's lying. Right, right. Okay, he's so this right. So it, I I don't get there. I don't get the climax right. if I had. Well, let me, I get it. That he's making up the story. Okay, I so I think that tantra, especially because you're an intellectual and you're in your head. Like for women, I always say our brain is the largest sex organ. We got to you know because once we start thinking thoughts, we're going to get aroused. We're going to get you know we're going to have start having sex and be turned on and 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 so the words and all that is very important. But I think it would also be a great exercise for both of you to get into your bodies more because if you're so in your head, you're going to be amazed at like when you literally are without thought. But it's your breath and the intimacy and that connection that you're sharing together. I think it'll be next level sex for you guys. And so we've got, oh, Janae. Okay, so she was on our show. She's got a great, she was on a few weeks ago. Did you guys listen to the show with Janae? Um, Yes, I did. That was the first one I ever heard. It was the first one you ever heard? Yeah, it was the first one I ever heard. I found you a few weeks ago and that's the first one I ever heard. Oh my God, I'm so glad. Welcome to the Sex with Emily family. Well, thank you. I love it. Well, okay, so she's got a course, right? Explore Tantra. If you go to her website, it's powerofpleasure.com. Okay. 
And it's for couples. And it's instruction for couples. It says explore Tantra under services, it looks like. And she's got it. You can learn how to do honor to the divine masculine and feminine, creating a sacred space for lovemaking, the art of conscious touch. And um, yeah, she's got these intensives. So I would contact her and ask her about it and tell her that you heard it from Sex with Emily. And if that doesn't work, we'll have some other ones. But I feel like this will be so great for you guys. It'll really um, enhance and deepen your intimacy and your sex life. I love it. What do you think? I think that's great. Thank you. Thank You're welcome. You. Let me know how it goes. I mean that okay. when I say that. I actually do want to hear what happens after you guys explore Tantra. Because you're going to be like, what other women? Like, you guys are going to be next level, and I'm excited. Well, we, we can't wait. I've already picked up a book and started reading, but it's just a general random book. And so uh, I was looking for more resources, that's for sure. So An online course will be great for you guys because you could have it once a week. You mean, however it works, you download things, you do a chapter a week, and you guys like work on it together. That would be so fun. Yeah. That would be fun. That'd I know. So fun. I'm, I want to come. Sounds so fun. But I won't because I'll let you guys do that on your own. It's super intimate. Okay. Thank you, Scott and Denise. This is fun talking to you. Oh, you guys, Tantra, I'm way into it. I'm telling you guys, I feel like it is not for everybody, but if you really want to get into your body more, you're feeling disconnected from your partner, from yourself, it's really a cool thing. It's hard for me to even explain it to you until you experience it. I kind of shied away from it because I'm like, I have no time to learn Tantra. Like, I'm very busy. It's so simple, you guys. It's like breath and eye contact is very basic Tantra 101, and um, I think it can serve a lot of you. Our next caller is John. He's 40 in Austin, and he wants to know if male Kegel exercises increase the size of the penis. Hi, John. Thanks for calling in. Hi. Hi. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Hi. This is so fun. Okay, so so tell me what's going on. So listening to your podcast, uh, here you bring up, you know, Kegel exercises. For a while there, I thought, you know, it was just kind of like mumbo jumbo. So I downloaded (laughs) your app. Right. Well, you know, so I downloaded your app and, and, you know, and started. Kegel Kit. uh, You downloaded a Kegel Kit, right? Okay. Yes, ma'am. And uh, I'm seeing a difference. But, you know, in uh, in researching it before I downloaded the app and uh, listening to your podcast, I kept seeing, you know, penis growth and so forth and then you know with the internet you get kind of inundated with all this male enhancement um right you know what is it um jelking or what yeah uh, jelking. stuff like that oh, kept coming yeah. up not oh, and, I and so I was just <laughs> judging jelking just and so word. with all this stuff out there i'm just curious i mean is it is it real deal stuff is it because well i never talked you know, about the those... penis growing so i my thing with kegel exercises are that it really helps men have ejaculatory control it um it's really great for the prostate um, it could help men, yeah, just have better sex because they're controlling it. Your orgasms can become stronger, and it's just really healthy for a lot of men to do your to strengthen the pelvic floor for men and for women. But as far as like penis size and penis growth, like you might see some like temporary. Like if you tried one of these supplements, you asked me about the supplements or whatever. Like it's a. Uh, temporary if you see anything it's like swelling but i don't ever advise any of that i think kegel exercises are the healthiest way to just kind of have more control and enjoy sex more what, what kind of differences were you seeing with the kegel exercises i've noticed a uh, stronger erection yes and uh, uh you know better ejaculation uh, orgasms but and and that's kind of what i thought and that's kind of what Great. i wanted to hear is just, you know i see the supplements yeah. you know grocery store so you know extreme penis growth and all those um and just didn't know if it's just some sort of marketing point it's all marketing i'm so glad you're asking because i think people just like impulse buy like hey bigger penis i'll try it you know what i mean like no none of this stuff works and the jelking and all those things it's like um and like uh 
what are they called? The yeah, like like the jucking or the the penis pumps. It's temporary. Like for a second, if yeah, if you pump a lot of water to your penis, it might like swollen for an hour. But no, none of that is real. The realest thing that you can do is exactly what you're doing: is sticking with your kegels, um, doing them five times, you know, five minutes a day, or as much as you feel great, you know, a few times a week. You will you you see a difference, right? Your your erections are stronger. You're 40 years old, and don't you feel like you have more? Like you can kind of shoot it across the room. <laughs> when you ejaculate, yeah. if you wanted to, yeah, yeah. shoot across the room, yet, don't hit know. anyone in the eye, but it happens. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. It's totally working for you. What level are you on of Kegel camp? Uh, eight, almost nine. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah. See, stick with that. Keep doing that. And you, yeah, you don't need any of this. Don't waste your money on this other stuff. Supplements. Okay. Doesn't no, work. no. Yeah. Good. Let me know when you get to 20. We should send you a t-shirt or I something. Will. Send us a screenshot of when okay. you get to level 20, we're going to send you something. Okay, cool. That's a good incentive, right? What do you want? No, you, have you been listening no, to the show for a while? You know, I stumbled across you probably about maybe two months ago. Oh, but okay. honestly, I've, uh, I've, I've been backlogging and uh, going back and just cool. pretty much listening to your podcast, you know, at least maybe twice a day or so. Oh, my God. So, I'm so, oh, my God, John, I love you. Okay, so what of all the products and things I've talked about, what do you have your eyes on? What are you excited about? Is there okay, anything? Well, uh, yeah, tell me. Fun, fun fact here is because of you, I uh, bought my wife the Womanizer, oh. which is now her <gasps> best friend. And ah, it's the best. I, it's I'm on the couch toy. now. She and Womanizer has the left side of the bed now. So <laughs> she's, tell, she's, tell, she's telling all her friends about it. <laughs> the clit whisper. So, tell them to buy it on my site too. But wait, John, that's so cool. No. Okay, wait. So, but what do you want, John? What would make you happy? I want to gift you with something. I mean, it could be a t-shirt. It could be my book. I want to incentivize you to get uh, to level 20 because you're going to call back in and tell me about your um, your penis then and how good it feels. Okay. And your wife could do it with you too. You guys could do a, you guys could do it together. You could do a Kegel Camp competition together. She have to catch up with, with you. Wife, but for yeah. women, she, they uh, get no, stronger I'm, I'm, orgasms. I'm trying to get her into it. I'm trying to get her into it. But, All right, uh, I get it. They think it's hocus yeah. pocus until their penis and their vaginas start having yeah. crazy orgasms. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> we'll think about it. We'll just send you, if you don't want to know yet, we'll, we'll send you a little care package when you get to level 20. So just email us a screenshot. Will do. Okay. All right, John. Good for you. Keep going. I love it. (laughs) Appreciate your time. Of course. Thank you for listening and welcome to the uh, Sex with Emily world. All right. Thanks, Emily. Have a great night. Bye. You guys, Kegels work. I mean, I don't want to shove them down your throat or anything. I've been talking about them for years. I think my app came out five years ago. And it was really because I knew the importance of Kegels. And I knew that with men and women, the more you do, the more in touch you are with your body. For women, you have stronger orgasms. It helps with urinary incontinence when you sneeze and pee. I have more like G-spot control and orgasms when I do them. And for men, you heard what he said. It's all real. You got to stick with it. And my app is cool because there's 20 levels that you walk through. And each one, it makes, they give me a little harder, it gets stronger. And it's fun because you get like little levels and rewards. And so if you don't get the app, just do your giggles. Serve you well. Eat your vegetables. Do your giggles. We're going to take a quick break and give a shout out to our amazing sponsors. Uh, we love them. Thank you for supporting them. And we'll be right back. If you've been listening to my show for a while, there are two things you hear me talk about all the time, toys and lube. And you also know I always suggest using them together. But what you may not know is that System Joe now has a lube specifically designed for toy use. Joe's H2O jelly clings to the surface of toys longer, so you don't have to worry about reapplying as often. Somehow they've managed to give it that extra staying power without being overly sticky, because who wants that? And since it's water-based, the cleanup is super easy. It's made with toys in mind, but the jellies are also great for couples play. Joe jellies come in three thicknesses, light, original, and maximum, so you can find the one that works the best for you. It's safe to say Joe Jellies are my new go-to lube. Check them out today by clicking on the Joe banner on my site. You know I'm a big fan of exploration. 
especially when it comes to sex and solo play. So when I watch a little masturbatory adventure, I grab the new Crescendo by Mystery Vibe. It's bendable and has six motors, so I can shape it and use it however I want. The flexible hinges allow it to be used for external stimulation or internally to discover new erogenous zones with myself or a partner. The Crescendo is so versatile, you can use it anywhere you can imagine. And it's for men, women, couples. It's like you're getting a bunch of toys in one package. To see what the Crescendo by Mystery Vibe is all about, visit mysteryvibe.com slash Emily. That's mysteryvibe.com slash Emily today. Okay, we've got Chelsea. She's 28 from Canada and she wants to talk to her boyfriend about a past experience he shared when he was intoxicated, but she's afraid she might embarrass him. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. Hi. So good to talk to you. I'm excited yeah, to get to the really bottom of this. Yeah, cool to talk to you too. <laughs> this is awesome. I know, right? Here we are. I'm glad it all worked out. Okay, so tell me everything. <laughs> Let's unpack this. Let's so everyone can understand what's been going on and we'll figure it out. Okay. All right. So I recently left a really long-term relationship. And while I was out there doing like my crazy, sexy rebound phase, I like met this really nice guy and it was just supposed to be kind of a one-off and I ended up being in a really nice relationship with them. So anyway, we've been seeing each other for about four months and like, it's such good sex. It's Mm. so great. Like he's really open-minded and he's really kinky and he's really dominant, which I really love. And, uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, we've been seeing each other for a while and I'm like half at it. I'm not at his house like half the time. So I'm all like doing laundry and things like that now when I'm over there. So recently I was like tidying up a few things in his room and I picked up a shirt and I found a dildo in it and mm-hmm. I know he's not seeing anyone else. So I know it's not for that. So, um, I just kind of put a few things together about that and I think he's into anal stuff, but mm-hmm. he won't tell me. Anyway, the okay. other, the other things I, I noticed, like, he told me once when he was really, really drunk that he had sex with a transsexual woman when he was in Thailand. Oh. And from, I asked, yeah, I know. Um, so I asked mm-hmm. him uh, a few, like, questions about it at the time, and um, she had a penis, right. and, like, they did stuff, right? And it wasn't a prostitute. Like, it was a woman he, right. like, went and picked up at a bar, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I found on his computer, one time I opened it up, and he's watching porn with a girl with a strap on Mm, (laughs) right okay there you go (laughs) I kind of put all these things together yeah good job (laughs) yeah he like he went right okay he wants a little anal penetration we're thinking yeah, I am Peggy? thinking that. Right. I brought up the, the thing about the prostitute, or not the prostitute, sorry, the Thai woman mm-hmm. to him before. And um, he was, like, really cagey about it and really private. And, like, the thing with his, like, dildo, he was obviously trying to hide it from me. And, like, I didn't mean to stumble upon it. Right. And so he's obviously, like, really private about this. And I just want to find a way to kind of, like, bridge this gap yeah. and let him know that I'm I open to it. Because you are, right? You'd be open to playing with it? Or would you be open to learning? Oh. I mean, have, have you ever pegged somebody or have you ever <clears throat> penetrated a man anally? No, I'm very naive about okay. things. Right. So. And you guys could learn together, too, because it's a process, you know? But it's like, I think that's yeah. cool. And I think that if he knew that you were into it, like, he'd be probably so relieved. But he probably gets cagey about the story about the transsexual because he's like, oh, you know, you're going to judge even though you're not. But I think a great mm-hmm. way to be like, have you guys talked about your sex life at all? Like, it sounds like you're really open. But have you had a conversation where you're like, is there anything you've been wanting to try conversations or like, like, let's do a bucket list and, you know, you each write down three things you want to try. 
Have you guys? Yeah, we've had that conversation. Um, but he like always was like, oh, I don't know. I'm kind of doing everything I want to do. And I'm know. like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's not true. But I'm right. sure it wasn't true at the time. Like, right, 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 right. So maybe like, okay, so I just think that you could come out and just talk to him. Be like, I, I mean, is there anything that you've been wanting to try? I'll, like, I'd be willing to try that. I'm pretty much open to anything. Right. Like, anything I mean, you once, could just right? let him know. And you could just be like, I mean, have, I feel like most couples, I feel like this is kind of standard. Guys are like, are you into ASTA? Like, has he asked you, have you guys done anal sex? Have you had anal sex? Oh, yeah, we have. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we're not just saying, like, do you like it? What about if you just say to him, like, literally, like, I'd like to play with her. You just try to start touching it one day. Like, what if you just put your finger on it and you start touching it with some loot, like, lightly? Mm-hmm. Like, you putting your fingers around it. Like, you don't ever, man with women, woman with man, anyone with anyone, woman with a woman, doesn't matter. You slowly touch, you just start to touch around that area with, like, you know, because there's so many nerve endings just on the outside of the anus, like, around the hole. So, you could just start grabbing down there one day, like... And not grabbing, sorry, lightly, gently touching and see how he feels. And then if he's like, cool, I mean, I feel like, I mean, you could also say to him, like, I just want to do that. Would you be cool with it? You could just say, I'm interested in exploring that. Or you could just try it. Yeah, I think that I think I could probably do that. I mean, like, he's never really had like a super long term relationship before. And I feel like the one he was in wasn't very open to to that in the past. So like, last week I like he had his balls like for the first time in his life he had a what his balls like oh my god <laughs> you like, lick his balls oh god you're blowing his mind wow okay so he doesn't have a lot of experience with women people have judged him in the past he's got shame around seeing the transsexual you're totally down with it but I'm telling you sometimes it takes you gotta tell him five different ways you know what I mean like you might say it yeah. you show it he knows you're a cool chick but until you actually are like I accept you I see you I wanna try you you guys will grow and you guys will get even closer because if this is something that he's feeling really vulnerable about and threatened by if he feels accepted it'll just make you guys even closer which you're totally accepting of it so it has to be like a another layer of it like another way to bring it up again so i think either just trying it or saying like i think it'd be really hot this is so mm-hmm. fun you get to like rock his world so i think yeah i should just go for it yeah like, just go I, for it's it weird sometimes when you're first in a relationship you like just go for everything and then as you settle into your routine you start to like develop these like i don't know kind of like walls about stuff yeah. because it didn't come up in your crazy phase basically right so i should just they should just never end though that. but that's the thing you have to remember that wrote that your sex life is expansive and constantly evolving and growing and the people who have the healthiest sex lives and the healthy relationships are the ones who are never like no we're done we got all that crazy stuff out of our way you're constantly like growing and exploring and trying new things all the time because that's what's going to keep you together and keep the juice flowing so that's the good stuff. Yeah. So you could just tell them too, yeah. hey, I'm really invested in prioritizing our relationship and our, in our sex life and making it as fun as it can and as interesting. And so here's some things I've been thinking. You know what I mean? I think you just have to be in that state of positivity, maybe not trying to catch him. You don't have to mention the dildo. I bet you eventually he'll just whip mm-hmm. it out when you guys get to that place. So I think it's more about giving yeah, him space. Maybe. Yeah, I think you will. So okay. I think, right. yeah, you're good though. I, I don't think it has to be like a whole like deep talk, but just kind of like casually bring up your sex life and I'm sure it'll just come out and he'll be fine and you'll be well, like the Well, you know, next champion. time he talks about experimenting more and bringing in like another girl or something like that, I'm going to be like, oh, we can just experiment with two of us. Like, yeah. don't, don't you want to try any other things? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You could even tell them you're listening to this podcast and they talked about pegging. And then I actually, I have said this, this year, or was it last year, I guess, was the year of the pegging. Like pegging was like the new, the new whatever, <laughs> squirting. I swear to God, it's, I'm in 12 years I've been doing this show. I don't think, I think in the last year and a half, I've gotten more emails from men, straight men, asking about being pegged and being penetrated um, than ever before. So I feel like there's a movement and you're right on top of it. 
Chelsea, you are the uh, Maybe I'll get them that for Christmas. I'll get them a big <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Go to our website. Oh, we have a brand new store on our website, which you should check out. It's, it's the coolest store. And we have a lot of great things on there. Sports sheets make okay, some great, great. things. Yeah, yeah have fun. There you go. It's a good Thank stocking you. stuffer. Dildo at the fixed, you know, strap on fits right in the stocking. Um, <laughs> Just don't do it in front of the Don't do it with the parents, right. Okay, it's your separate <laughs> stockings. Okay, thanks, Chelsea. Yeah, thanks have so a great much. Day. Great of course, talking you. you too. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Calling in. Bye. Yeah, thanks. Ah, the good news, you guys, about sex is that a lot of these things that we're dealing with, we just got to be really honest. We got to talk and we got to let go of all of our, our, God, it's a lifetime process, but letting go of the shame and the worry and the concern we have about what everyone's going to think about us. Because I think that when you're talking to your partner about sex, we all want the same thing, right? We all want to have be satisfied and have great sex. We may not want the same kind of thing sexually, but learning how to have these conversations, I'm telling you, the more you have them, the easier they become. And you just say it like you're talking about the weather. You know, when I first started my show, it wasn't as easy for me to talk about sex. And now I'm just like, oh, it sucks, right? You guys didn't know if you'll get to this level 12 years, 5,000 podcasts, but it does get easier. It's not as much of a taboo thing. And you'll open up this real rich way of talking about with your partner that will seem like totally natural. And you'll both be very satisfied. Okay, our next caller is Angela. She's 26 from California. And she wants to talk about telling your current partner your sex number. Hi, Angela. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to be talking to you because this is one of my favorite topics. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions about it and advice. So tell me what's going on. Sure. So the reason I asked is because one of the last guys I dated, um, I thought we were getting kind of serious, but he had asked me my number and I told him. And of course, he had only slept with a few people. So I feel like he completely judged me for it. He would always say, little comments here and there kind of insinuating that I was like a slut or been mm-hmm. with so many people. And so it kind of sent me back thinking like, oh, mm-hmm. like, is he telling me straight to my face? Like, or and other guys just weren't when I told them my number or just kind of makes me nervous for the future if I ever want to, you know, settle right. down with someone if they don't think I'm life material or oh, whatever. Oh, God. Yeah, I get it, honey. And I, I, I got to tell you something. Here's what's going to change your life right now about this concern you're having. You never, ever need to share your number. In fact, I always advise against it. It never helps anybody. It's like if you ask you know, women are going to be judged in some way. Like you're going to see this slutty or not you know, too much experience, too little experience. Men are seen as players or they're not. And everybody lies about their numbers anyway. And then we get the information from our partner and then we use it against them and we torture ourselves because we really, mm-hmm. we can't get that image for some men. They hear the number and they're like, oh my God, they can't get the image of other penises being inside of you. So she's like, oh my God, all those men in the room. And like they already, it's almost like they're looking for reasons, men and women, and not consciously, but we're going to use this and we're going to judge. And that's why we ask. So I say, when you could ask this question, you could say, you know what? I found this is not a useful conversation. I'd really like to focus on the sex that we're having right now and how awesome it is. And you just don't answer <laughs> Like you literally, because it's nobody's business, how many you've slept with, because it really, it's a texture of who you are, Angela. It's, you keep sleeping with 50, 100, it doesn't matter. Like the number does not mean anything unless you're like, I've had a lot of trauma and I haven't enjoyed all the partners and I don't know why I'm having sex and why my number keeps going up. But you're not saying that at all. I don't think you are, right? I mean, do you feel bad? If there was no judge, would you care how many you slept with? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Aren't you proud of them? You had those partners, you had good sex. The reason people ask typically is because we want to know where we we're using it as this guidepost, which is sort of false to how we fit in their eyes. So it's more about our own security. We're like, oh, you know, if your guy's asking, well, like, is she going to think that I'm not good enough and bad? Because he's probably insecure that he has enough partners. 
So he thinks that you, since you've had 30 partners, are judging him that he's not as good in bed. See what I'm saying? And so for women, they might look at their partner saying, oh, he's been with so many, same thing, and I'm not adequate, or he hasn't been with enough, so he's not going to know. It just doesn't serve. It doesn't matter because every time you have sex with someone, it's totally different. Two people come together, Mm -hmm. it's a whole new jam. And you get to learn each other's bodies, and you get to decide like what kind of great sex you have and what it means to you both together as a union. So the past does not matter at all. Unless you have an STD, you should definitely share that. But that's the only past you should be talking about. How does that feel? I've never thought of that before, so... Okay, really? Yeah, because we think we have to. Like, I know, I and I seriously think in your 20s, people ask that a lot. I think as you get, like, in your 30s, people kind of stop asking, I hope. But it doesn't mean that you have to answer it. I, I used to think under duress, like, you just answer. Like, this is what, it's like, where are you from? Do you have any siblings? How many people are you sub with, right? And it just, it's not like that. So, yeah. Check this one off well, the wonderful. list. I really appreciate it. Of course, Angela. Yeah, you got this. Keep doing you. Thanks for calling in. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> Have a great night. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Yeah, guys, really, we stop and think before people ask you questions that you don't want to answer. And even if it's about, you hear what I feel about the partners, but even if they're like, how, um, let me think the things that women have tortured themselves with. Like, what was your ex like in bed? Did she give you a lot of blowjobs? And the guy's like, oh, she was the best ever. Or she gave me blowjobs every time we had sex. None of this stuff is going to help you in your current relationship. And I know that we, sometimes we ask, it's like watching a card rack, right? We're like, I'm going to ask these questions and then I'm going to beat myself up with it and make myself feel bad that the my partner's former partner was better than I was. So I just think that, well, we think it's going to serve us all this past nonsense about what happened in the past typically doesn't help. Now, there are some scenarios that, when we're in a healthy, stable relationship where we've been together a while that talking about the past can actually be really erotic and it can be actually be something that turns it on. Like tell me about that time you were in a threesome and that's healthy. That's great. But when you're just meeting somebody and you're using it as a way to make sense of your relationship with your partner and see where you fit in his sexual or her sexual landscape, talk about how you can make that the best ever. We've got Julie. She's 47 from California, and she wants to know if it's possible for birth control pills to affect the G-spot orgasm. Hi, Julie. Thanks for calling in. Hello. Hello. Thank you for mm-hmm. your email, which we, which I read, but I'd love to just kind of mm-hmm. unpack it with you so our, my listeners can understand. Um, mm-hmm. what, tell me what's going on. Let's just talk about it. Um, problem is, when I, when I first had my G-spot, that was my husband like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was the most amazing thing ever. So we were at it all the time until I got pregnant. And then I had to take the abortion pill. And then I took the birth control pill. And that definitely became a birth control pill because it totally killed my libido. And I almost feel like someone put a, an, an aesthetic inside. Like you just don't feel anything. And so we just stopped having sex. And he also had anxiety problems because he didn't want... You know, he didn't want that to happen again. So we just didn't do it. And then when we do it, nothing, you know, nothing feels right. And even when I talked to a gynecologist about it, she kind of agreed with me. She said that, uh, she said that her friend of hers, who's also a doctor, is writing a book about it. And and I wish I wrote down his name. I Wait, I'm sorry. Writing a book in. about... Can I, can I ask you a question, Julie? So are you saying mm-hmm. that did you, you were with your husband and you, you used the abortion pill to not, to not have the morning after pill? Or it was abortion pill, actually, to have it? Uh, it was actual abortion pill. Right, okay. Because, and, the, uh, and so, I, but at the time, I didn't know. You just take whatever the doctor right. tells you. In hindsight, I wish I did not do that. I wish I paid more attention to taking 
what you're putting in your body. No, right. I know. I, I just, okay. And I thought that would be easier than having a surgery. I mean, so I just took the easy way out. Right. And now I just feel like I really regret so, so the So since, so this was, okay, mm-hmm. so how many years ago was this? Mm-hmm. And that was like, that was like um, 2000, 2001. Okay, so this is a long time ago. And so you're saying yeah. since then, you don't feel like you have any f- sensations in, when you're having sex? You don't desire sex? Yeah. Well, now, now I do. I, I, now um, I'm single. I'm dating somebody for a year, and, and my libido is bad. My sex is great, except for the G-spot. Oh, okay. I feel so like I got it. So let's get to that. Okay. I don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have you tried looking for your G-spot? I don't think it has anything to do with the pills or, or hormones that you've taken or anything like that. I really think it has to do with our bodies are always are always changing and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, you're 47 right now and I feel like mm-hmm. you just got to spend some time finding it again on your own without the pressure of finding it during intercourse. Have you like spent some alone time masturbating and being like, where that where is that sucker? Let me find it again. Oh, all, all, all the time. After like 15 years of being a nun, like <laughs> of not... <laughs> Being interested in it now, I'm absolutely interested in it. So I'm masturbating all the time, and my partner is always looking for it. And you just and can't. When I listen, okay. And when I listen to your your GPS episode, and uh, I know where the location is, that little sponge area, mm-hmm. but it's, not, it's nothing's happening. So I keep thinking that I keep going back to what happened. I'm wondering if that has any. Do what you feel anything? Are you having orgasms? Are you having like a clitoral orgasm? Are you getting aroused, turned on, all those things? Yeah, everything else except for that. I right. mean, because comparing to the clitoral... Um, Did you have uh, a G-spot uh, orgasm uh, previously when you were having intercourse with your husband? Or was it just you could have it where, however? Was it a certain oh, position? Only with my ex-husband, mm-hmm. and he was like in every position, like from missionary and anything. So it was amazing. Like I never seen anything like it. I was wondering if it has to do with that, or does it has to do with the fact that he has this perfect shape? No, it does not have. Body. Luckily, it does not have to do with a mm-hmm. perfect shaped penis. I feel like you're probably putting a lot of pressure on yourself to find it. And a lot of times with sex, mm-hmm. when we are spent too much time mm-hmm. in our heads and you're like, I didn't find mm-hmm. it last time. We spent all Labor Day weekend looking for it. We still haven't found it. And then you start having sex. You're like, we're not going to find it. You know what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot uh-huh. of it is just like letting go of like this mad dash to find it again. Cause I don't even think that it's gone. I think that if you oh. can in the moment, like really without that mm-hmm. goal oriented, you know, mindset of like we've got to find it now kind of get back to just yeah. the entire sexual experience because when we start to isolate things like first we're gonna have this organism then we're gonna have them we're gonna have this organ it can feel very like um mm-hmm. like you're not even getting to enjoy the entire experience of sex which is like a dance and every time you get to create something different so i feel like maybe take the g-spot looking off the table for a little bit and just kind of mm-hmm. like what if you have like a uh, cervical orgasm like those are different kinds of orgasms you, you, like there's a lot of different ways to feel sensations and so I feel like the chances are it's still there again, but I think mm-hmm. it's still in your in your mind. Also, have, I see. yeah, I really do. I don't think that it's that's going to be this isolated spot that just sort of numbed up and froze up and has fallen off. It's not possible. I don't think it's possible. I so, see. are you having clitoral I, orgasms? Because a lot of times, oh, yes, you yes, are. I, oh, yes, I do. But but if I have to choose between that and that, I would take G spot any day. Like from my remembrance, it's like it's like mind blowing. It's a like, because with 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 the clitoris sensation, I feel like it's just very intense and it's 
much more faster and fluidity. Right. But do you ever okay. have the clitoral orgasm and then go get, then look for the G spot orgasm? Cause that's, that's the way you do it. Like you, mm. it helps to have a, yeah. So for many women, they have to have a clitoral orgasm mm. first, knock that out. And then that whole area becomes engorged where the G spot is. So it's easier to find and stimulate. And so I would just I try to have a session where you, yeah, you have your G spot, you have your clitoral and then you could look for it there. You could also try a toy. The, they, I love mm. the um, G spot uh, rave by WeVibe is a great toy. That's like mm-hmm. asymmetrically designed to hit your G spot. Nothing wrong with playing mm-hmm. around with it and finding it that way. So mm-hmm. I would try that. I, I would do that. I would take the pressure off yourself. I promise you, you did not destroy your G spot. Okay. <laughs> Use lots of lube. So a, yeah. I really think you will find it. It's just part of it. Like, look really, at this is like a fun journey, you know? I hope so. It was so easy before. It was, it it's was okay. Just Our bodies home. change. Yeah. I hear mm-hmm. this from women all the time. They're like, I used to be able to have orgasms. I used to get more turned on or now I get more turned on than I used to. Our bodies are always changing because of hormones, arousal, how we get wet, all mm-hmm. this stuff. So just embrace where you're at now. That was years ago. Mm-hmm. Let that go. However that G-spot felt with that penis, just kind of enter into a new G-spot zone right now. You're on a but, new G-spot journey but, but, and we're with you here, you- Julie. But you, you. but you could see why I, I thought about the other one just because it was such a ham up to the, my hormones that might have changed everything. That, hormones but, do. And you're 40. Yeah. Have you gotten your hormones checked? That's that's true. I mean, you might there might be something mm-hmm. going on. But I don't think that's going to affect your G-spot. That could affect your libido, your okay. desire, your wetness, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But it's not going to affect the bill. I mean, this is what I haven't looked at you. I'm not a doctor that I can mm-hmm. examine you. So I don't want to say, but if you, mm-hmm. you know, you could get checked out. But I think, you know. I think you should try some of these other things we talked about. Masturbating, clitoral orgasm, taking it the pressure off you and getting a toy. Getting like, like the okay, I, would, I would definitely do that. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's know. I want to, I got to hear when you find it. Okay, Julie, let me know. I would do that. Thank you, you find so it much. again. You're welcome. Have a great night. Thank you. Thank you. you too. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Ah, I think we got to the bottom of that. I think she's going to find the G spot. It's not that it's really gone. It's not that it's gone. It's like you got to the journey back to the G. I feel like we just have to accept the fact that our bodies are changing over time. And just because something felt great 15 years ago, five years ago, our bodies are shifting and changing and we have different partners. And so every time we're with someone, it's a great experience to kind of build something new and have a new experience. We're constantly living in our past sexual experiences um, it's really hard to stay present and have a really quality sex experience. So if you find yourself tripping out for once was, it probably is not as great as you remember it. Let's be honest. We always put stuff on the pedestal. And um, just do your best to be present with what's happening now and work with that. I don't think that this particular case uh, had to do with the birth control either. While the birth control pill is still being studied intensely and there's some not so great things about the pill, I think that there's no way that the pill would impact her ability to uh, have a G-spot orgasm if she's having clitoral orgasms and she's getting turned on and aroused. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This was a fun show. I love talking to you guys. It's been awesome. Thank you for subscribing on iTunes and reviewing the show. You can actually subscribe a lot of places now, but we appreciate when you review it. I'm so thankful for your positive reviews. And you can, uh, like I said, check it all out on social media. It's at Sex with Emily. Thank you to my amazing team, Ken, Jamie, our intern, Shannon and Jenny, producer Lark and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. I want to share an email I got from a listener. Dear Emily, thank you for introducing me to the intensity. After having my baby, I gave it a try to help with a few issues I was experiencing down there. Although I've only been using it for a few months now, there's a wow factor improvement. It fixed the accidental peeing thing, but I swear my sex drive has never been higher. My husband thinks I'm a different person. Thank you and please thank the people at Intensity for me. Renee, 37, Ohio. 
I hear this all the time because the intensity just works. It uses gentle electrostimulation to deliver an extremely effective Kegel workout. Because it's also a vibrator, this product brings you to orgasm while you're using it. And it increases the strength, frequency, and you guessed it, intensity of all your orgasms after regular use. Like Renee, I've been using mine for over a year now, and the results have been life-changing. To experience it for yourself, click on the intensity banner on my website or visit pormoi.com slash emily. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com slash Emily. 